Nerds International proudly presents... Check thyself lest ye wreck thyself. This is a bonus content, and today I'm Harrison Hunt, as usual. That's not, that's not changed, nothing new there, but Nick and James have died, and so I've got with me today Peter Beckett. Say hello. Hello. Um, today we're going to do a little uh, bonus content about RPG accessories. Now that goes for the player side and the DM side. And the reason I wanted to do this was because I didn't think this would be enough to fill out a full episode. There's not enough There's not enough uh, meat on that bones for a full episode. Well, maybe there is, but I'm incompetent, you know? Well, I am too then. So, so yeah, we're just going to do a little bonus. So, let's get on with it. first thing I wanted to talk about was bloody dice trays. <laughs> a lot of dice trays out there. There's loads of supply like everywhere, isn't there? Yes. You you can get these from pretty much everywhere. We use them at our table. Pretty much every single person has their own individual dice tray. Everybody actually does, not pretty much everyone. Sometimes people don't actually like set their own ones up because the pe- person sitting next to them is going to have one, so they just share one. Yeah, that's what I do. So that's pretty cool anyway. I stopped bringing mine to your your Batman game. But basically, what is a dice tray? <laughs> it is a uh, it's a little tray that you can roll dice into so that you're not rolling it off the fucking table, basically. And um, essentially, all everyone at our, our table has one. Um, but we all have the variety where it comes as a flat thing and then you can button the corners up so that they uh, so it turns it into a tray with walls, essentially. So that means that if you're the type of twat that rolls his fucking dice like a cunt and rolls them off the table, it's not going to happen. We know a few guys on a table like that, don't we? Yeah, well, usually me. I, literally every time we play Cthulhu at the pub, my dice are going on the floor. And Batman as well. Um, a lot of people, they might have uh, one big communal dice tray that they have at the end of the table and everyone rolls into it, but some people have uh, their individual ones. And companies like All Rolled Up, they do these mini ones that you can have next to you or medium-sized ones that, that everyone at our table has that you can share, and they'll have designs on them. For example, Sean actually has one with a picture of Cthulhu in it. Yeah, he's a big Cthulhu fan, so it, made, it sort of made sense that you would get something like that exactly and then you've got ones that have like a picture of a uh, a dungeon in it you've got one Pete what, what's, what's I your... think mine's um, just squares isn't it it's just sort of like white squares on like a black background it's just like, like a just... patterned one yeah it's, yeah, yeah it's fine like it perfectly fits the bill it's a small one so it works out perfectly well I got given mine by my mate Phil who said that because this was at the time where we nobody had a dice tray and he said rolling without a dice tray at your table was a sin and so he bought me one and it was embroidered by his aunt who has a business making these and it says HH on it it's got my initials yeah I've seen that many times it's a really nice one actually yeah it's awesome and so when he gave it to me I said I'm going to make an episode all about um, uh, RPG accessories and I'll shout out your aunt's company and he never fucking got back to me so uh, figure it out listeners um, I don't know how where to fuck to get them where to buy them but they're cool so buy them if you can what do you mean dice trays uh, well Phil's aunt's ones. oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah I'm seeing the one that you've got there is like a wooden one isn't it yeah this is weird I don't know what the fuck this is but I've got a wooden dice tray here and you can get these like if you look on Amazon you can get the um, the circular dice trays that are wooden and then they've got like a felt bottom and those are really cool because they give like a sort of poker table type feel. Yeah. But this one that I got, I got from a fucking second hand shop and I haven't the faintest fucking clue what it is. 
But um, essentially what it is, is it's, it's a wooden dice tray with a felt bottom, but then it's got little numbers that you can flip up. So you flip these numbers up, and I, I, I don't know what they're for, but if you're, it, it's, it's like part of a game, um, and I don't know what the game originally was, but these, this is pretty cool, because um, if you're DMing, you can use this to count uh, monsters. Yeah. So let's say, for example, I've got four monsters there. Every time you kill one, I flip the monster down. Yeah, but uh, I mean, the only thing about that is that the players are not going to see that. But it's a useful little like tool to have for a it's DM, hand- which is great. Exactly, it's handy for me. It's yeah. quite a handy thing, but I don't know where the fuck that's from or what it is. I was having a look around, and um, there's a place called the Dice Shop Online that um, actually does like wooden dice trays as well. They're usually about fifteen to twenty quid, and they re- look really nice quality. Actually, I-, I like the sound it makes when you roll in them as well. It's pretty nice. It but- is really satisfying. Um, yeah, so dice trays, get one, roll in them if you want, if you're the type of twat who rolls off the table. Um, Definitely. Next up as well, another alternative to this is dice towers as well, which... Uh, oh, I haven't seen too much about dice towers, but I did have a look at them, and they look really weird. Can sort of explain what they are? Well, they're like... It's like a uh, a, a boot-shaped thing, or, or a tower. Sometimes it looks like a, a little mini castle that you put on a table. Yeah. And inside... It's got um, uh, ramps that will roll the dice. So all you do is you put, uh, you drop the dice into the top, and on the inside it rolls down, kind of like a pachinko machine, and it then spits it out at the bottom, and then you get a result. So That's you don't, really weird. Yeah, so you don't really roll the dice. You just chuck it into the top of this tower, and the bottom spits it out. Um, I think that takes away the joy of actually rolling the dice for me, to be honest. It does, but then it stops players from cheating. Good and it point. also stops uh, dice from rolling off the table, and it also means that every all the dice are getting rolled in one central location. So mm-hmm. it means that players aren't going to fucking roll them. Let's say, for instance, you've got miniatures combat going on on the table, yeah. um, then people aren't going to do that. I mean, the dice tray will do the same thing, but some DMs like players just to drop it into this one location, and it keeps it in this really small area. Yeah, that's fair, really, I suppose. Yeah, and then you've, you've got no danger of it, of it bouncing out the dice tray, which yeah. always fucking happens. Mm. Um, the only thing is that these range from looking really cheap to really cool, and the really yeah. cool ones you have to spend a lot of money on. Yeah, I saw that they're about 40 quid for the the sort of good-looking ones, weren't they? Yeah, they're, like you can get like the ones that look like a castle that have got lights inside. Yeah. Those are awesome. They look wicked, to be fair. But then you wouldn't use them in like a sci-fi game no you wouldn't I I suppose it's the sort of thing that you would use in a specific sort of situation if you're in a dungeon yeah yeah you would use it in like a fantasy game or something like that but then the thing is if you spent 30 quid on it you want to get a lot of use out of it and we play loads of different genres of games so they tend to be always be fantasy themed or not themed and the not themed ones tend to be little kits that you build yourself and they snap together and they do look cheap and that's because they're cheap yeah, that's the kind of the point of them. They're supposed to be like assembled and disassembled pretty easily. Yeah, I, I don't know if I like them though. I think they always look a little bit crappy, bit unnecessary, bit over the top, really. Uh, I think so. And and the thing is, it actually makes rolling take longer because you have to wait for it to roll out to the bottom. Yeah, I think it's sort of anticlimactic in that way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like, and it's got a really and important role. Certain dice, certain uh, sizes of dice get stuck, especially if you're rolling a lot. So for um, for example, games like Shadowrun. Um, and um, well, dice pool systems, anyway, yes. like Vampire the Masquerade. Yes, any any dice pool system, they can they can get stuck in there. So yeah, dice towers. Um, I don't know if I like them. What do you guys think happened? 
One of the players Robbie played with got carried away and killed him. Well, that's kind of far out. Mazes and Monsters is a far out game. In my little DM bag, I have loads of little things. And one thing that I wanted to speak about as an, an accessory for DMs is um, I have two meeples, which are little wooden counters that I always keep in my DM bag. <laughs> and the first one is, I don't know, I just held it up to the microphone like it was great a camera. Po- great podcast in there. But um, the first one is a, a, a little wooden man. And this is always good to have as like, this is where the party is if you're yeah. on the world map. And the other one is a little wooden car. And the reason is, is that if this is where your party is if they're in a vehicle. Yeah, I think the first time I experienced these was in uh, your vampire game, actually. Yes. Yeah. Which was really cool. I was like, why is there a car on there? I was like, because you're in a car. Yeah. All right, sweet. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. It's so handy. But the thing is, we're now using it in a fantasy campaign. And it'll be like, um, if you're in the wagon, the little blue car comes out. <laughs> but it doesn't make a lot of sense there. But the thing is, is that it's, it's handy um, just yeah. to have as like a... As a, as a DMing tool. Well, because it's not the same size as a mini. It's quite small, so it's just really handy to have on a world map. Yeah, because it's too, a mini, uh, like a miniature uh, is too big. Yeah, exactly. Whereas a meeple is, is much, much smaller. So, so it looks a bit more... A bit more tidy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So um, one of the things I was looking at as well is um, dice cups, actually. Oh, yeah. I think they're, they're really interesting. I've only ever seen Nick have one, and he has like a wooden one. Sort of like a basket, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's got like a wicker basket type one. Yeah. Well, I didn't realise how expensive these were because I because I saw like level ones that were like forty quid. Yeah, they they're difficult to to make, I guess. Um, I I don't know why the fuck they're so expensive. It'd be good for dice ball games, I suppose, like Shadowrun, where you can just sort of shake them up in there and you slam them all down. Everyone sort of like leans in, it's like how many successes have you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd That'd be awesome. Be really cool. Yeah, dice cups are cool, man. I got those um, little wicker ones from uh, the markets in Morocco, and I was, but uh, at the time actually, I saw loads and loads of leather dice cups there because they yeah. they all play this game. I don't know what the fuck it was, but they all play this game where they were um, rolling dice and in like the alley, you know, like that that song. Oh, you see it in movies all the time, don't you? Yeah, yeah, and they were doing that in Morocco, and I saw loads of people with dice cups, and I should have bought some because they were only like I don't know a quid or something like this. Oh man, that considering they're forty quid here. But dice cups are a really, really fun way to roll dice, especially if you want to feel like a badass in some sort of like gambling den. Yeah, I've never used them personally, so I wouldn't know, but I would like to try them at some point. But just do it with a regular... Damn expensive. Just do it with like a regular cup instead. Oh yeah, to be fair, I did see just that get, there was Just like do it with like a pint glass. <laughs> you could do. I mean, I did see there was ones on there for like a couple of quid as well, which were like li- really cheap plastic ones, but that was that's fine. Yeah. It's maybe- not the same as a wicker basket one. Or, or leather or bound level one with some but if you do it with the pint glass you'd be in danger of smashing the pint glass as you slam it on the table well who cannot take a wound whilst like playing like a real game? wound yeah yeah what about uh, what about bloody all rolled ups have you seen these oh, oh yeah the, Nick's got one isn't he yeah Nick has got one I did have a look at these as well they look fucking cool but didn't realise how expensive they were as well yeah mate they're really handy for like um, putting all your note, your notepad your um, your pencil and all your dice together as one so for those that don't know All Rolled Up is, is a company um, that do these it's kind of like an RPG rap right and I feel like this is as, as great a company as they are 
there's sort of a thing in this industry where you tag the word RPG on anything and suddenly the price, you add a fiver onto it. Do you know what I mean? Pretty much. And all rolled up are, are pretty good in that respect because they do loads of different prices. Yeah. Um, see, the more features or the, like the different materials and things like this that they have... You know, then then it's going to be an expensive one. Yeah. So the one Nick's got, obviously, he went for the most expensive because he's, um, you know, he's a millionaire and stuff. He's got a lot of money to throw around. Exactly, because if he sells his body to sailors at the docks, and there's a lot of money in that. Oh, so that's why he does that a lot in campaigns because like art emulating life. Exactly. Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Nick. So my point is, is that. Um, with with those like you've got the cheaper options where there's like I think they do something like 15 quid and 20 quid and they're still really nice but then there's also the ones with the buckle on it that's made from the thicker material and stuff like this where then they go up to like 40 quid yeah so at least they offer some different options there and but the thing is yeah they are fucking expensive but they're really nice it's like a wrap and it's got um a space for your pencils, a little bit for your dice in there, and then it's got a fucking uh, space for a notepad as well. Yeah. And it, it looks like where where like a fucking I don't know like a plumber or an electrician might have a, a rap full of tools. It's like that, but for a nerd. It literally looks exactly like you would see. Yeah. Like, in movies, sort of like like you said with plumbers and or like an archaeologist with little brushes and shit like that do you know what yeah, I mean yeah I forgot about that I used to do that in Jurassic Park didn't they like little this little roll of like brushes so they're brushing imagine in that in Jurassic Park where he gets out but instead like a bunch of dice fall out and he's what? like oh shit I brought I was, I'm, I'm extremely sorry I brought the wrong one right can you give me an archaeology roll please yeah those are awesome and I, I would highly recommend having a look at that to anyone listening because they, those are um, pretty decent and actually all rolled up um uh, they, they, they do actually have a lot of other stuff on their website as well. They don't just do those, but they do other accessories, which I am going to talk about a little bit later. But yeah, also dice bags as well. Oh man, I searched high and low for dice bags like because there's so many out there. Yeah, I mean, pretty much just search on the internet. You'll find these fucking anywhere. These range from uh, cringily bad to really nice. Um I mean, you don't necessarily have to use a dice bag to put dice in. To be fair, any a container will hold dice in it. Yeah. And um, there are so many companies out there again that are just charging a premium because they'll say RPG dice bags, but just look up jewelry bag and you can find it for dirt cheap. And, yeah. And you put it in there. My mate Phil, again, he he um keeps his dice in a jewelry box, right? That cost him like two quid that he got from Hobbycraft. And it's got spaces for loads of different jewellery. It's got a carry handle on it. And he's got all his D20s in one of the spaces, all his D6s in another. And it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Right? And it's a, it's a smidge of the price. Now, I bet you in like a couple of weeks' time, somebody will come along, create the RPG dice box. That's and 25 quid. It's 25 quid, yeah. Because yeah. it has the word RPG on it. Yeah. It's annoying, really, because a lot of places put the prices up just because they're tailoring to a a hobby aren't they and it's really annoying yeah i mean i use a pencil case to keep my dice in that my wife made to be fair but it's pretty handy still the fact is is that this cost me free because it's my wife but she sells these for really cheap but you can also just get like a pencil case off the internet yeah anywhere say for example if you like fallout for example search for a fallout pencil case there you go you've got a dice bag that has your favorite game on it do you know what yeah. i mean 
And I mean, a lot of um, individual sellers on Etsy and all that are all selling different things that could be used as dice bags anyway. So. Exactly. So this is why I don't think, go, like, don't go in, don't buy into dice bags. I think they're a waste of fucking money, to be honest, unless it's an all rolled up one, because then that actually has features and shit yeah. in it. One thing I do, I would have to say, like, an accessory to do with dice that I would recommend are dice cubes, like the little plastic um, cube things. Like, But they come with dice in together. them, though. Sometimes they do. Sometimes you can just buy empty ones if you buy loose dice. Oh, right, okay. So, How much are they, though? Well, they're like 75p. Well, that's all right, then. So they're, they're pretty pretty inexpensive, and they're really handy. I've basically got, like, uh, six or seven of them and set up all Savage Worlds, like, setups with them all with their own wild dice. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which is really handy. Yeah, because so. you, you, you made your own sets, didn't you? You bought, yeah. you bought wild dice um, and, then, and then put them with different sets and put yeah. them in these cubes. Yeah, they matched up with like the color of the dice, so they sort of like had a polar opposite effect, which was well, that's pretty handy. Which is then. Cool. Um, as well for um, well, speaking of speaking of dice, I wanted to speak about DM screens. How's that relate to dice? Not in any way whatsoever. That's not a good transition. No, is it, it isn't. It's terrible. All right. All right. But the point is, is that I think I've got a problem when it comes to DM screens. I don't know if this counts as an accessory because it's not necessary to play the game, is it? No, it, it's not necessary in certain games, but I would say it's nice to have. Yeah, and in certain games it is absolutely fucking necessary. Yeah, but absolutely. I think it counts as an accessory, but um, I've I've got so many fucking DM screens, it's ridiculous. Uh, let me just... Well, I'm not going to count them, but anyway, that'll be boring. But, uh, but the point is, is that I pretty much, if there's a DM screen going for the game that I like, I'll, I'll get it. And the reason is is because I'm always worried that, there, that there's going to be vital information that I'm going to forget on the other side of that screen. And um, personally, I think that if you're playing a game and there's a DM screen for it, I, I think it's a must-have. Yeah, I mean, I when I was doing my Batman game with Cthulhu, like, I was going to go without the Call of Cthulhu um, um, DM screen, but... Sean lent it to me and it came in so handy because it had everything on there that I didn't have to reference the book really at all. Well, the the main thing being the sanity um, the, the sanity things. Yeah, the sanity effects were quite confusing at times so it was quite nice to have them right there right there in my face so I can sort of quick reference them. Exactly. I mean, that, that's something that comes up a lot in Call of Cthulhu and, and you, you need it there. Um, even not just for the um, information on, on the DM side, but for, for the player side, I like to have a relevant picture yeah. to put up. If if you got that in front of you, it kind of sets an atmosphere. If you had a blank one and just had something in front of you just to shield your rolls and shield your little papers and stuff like this, yeah, okay, that would do the job. But the thing is, is that I like to have relevant pictures uh, to show the players and to, to set the mood for the game. That's the only reason I like them yeah. above all else. Because eventually I, I tend to memorise everything that's on the other side of the screen anyway. So yeah. that's the thing. But um, no, I do I do like uh, having a GM screen a hell of a lot. Yeah, to be fair, having the Savage Worlds customizable screen is really helpful for that because you can tailor made it to whatever you want, yeah. whatever the purpose is. So whatever game you're playing, you can fit that flavor with it. Exactly. I think to me that's one of the best fucking GM accessories there is on the planet. Yeah. And I would say if you can pick up a copy, a copy of that I'll GM get a screen. Copy. It's not really a copy, is it? But if you can it's pick book-like. up like. Yeah, it's book-like, um, but if you can pick up one of those GM screens, uh, do. Because um, the Savage Worlds GM screen, even if you don't play Savage Worlds, it's just a GM screen where you can replace the inserts. Exactly. And originally, I was like, 
okay, well, that's kind of dumb, but, like, you, it's actually really handy because I thought they were just cheaping out and just going, like, well, we're not going to print anything on here. But the fact of the matter is is that, um, yeah, I'm going to use it for other games, totally. Cause would, it, would, would you really want um, Pinnacle actually putting their own artwork on it, though? Good point. Exactly. That's why it's a blank one. Well, you know, to be fair, that some of their other screens are actually really nice. Okay, I'll, I'll let them off then. The thing is with that screen is I'm going to be playing um, Labyrinth Lord, hopefully so somewhat soon. Yeah. And there's no screen for that, but That's there there is a printable one. Yeah, I'm going to be printing the uh, inserts for that and putting it in that screen. Yeah, so it's multi-purpose, really. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to fit Savage Worlds. It can be fit with anything, really. Well, yeah, exactly. And so, um, so yeah, fucking awesome. Yeah. Speaking so, of Savage Worlds... We've got Pathfinder flip mats. See, now that's a transition. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so basically they're like flip mats and they come in like different areas, like plot point campaigns that are in the book and stuff like that, isn't it? They tend to keep them quite generic. And I think the reason being for this is like, I think it's so that you can reuse them. I don't know who the fuck would ever do that, but it might be if you use it with another group or something like this. Yeah. Um, but I've got one, and it's the one that came with the beginner box. Oh, okay. And on one side, it's like a cave dungeon, which I've never used, which I should, because it's actually pretty decent. And the other side is just completely blank, which I've used before in one of our yeah. games. Oh, okay. It's that gigantic one we used at your house for, yeah, for Bubblegum Crisis. Yeah, I remember that one. That was really, really cool. Yeah, so I think it's either dry erase or wet erase. I can't remember, but yeah. either way, it's something erase. There was another thing that I saw on um, Leisure Games, which is a UK-based company. I'm sure you've spoken about them a hell of a lot, to oh, be yeah. fair. Um, was the dry erase uh, dungeon tiles, which I thought were really cool. Yes. Yeah, those are cool. Um, those come in uh, many, many varieties too. So... If as well as the Pathfinder ones, which tend to just be like one map, so you get like something. For example, when when I played at Dragon Meat, he had one that was like a, a mansion, and okay. it was just one layout of a mansion. These dungeon tiles are modular, so you can lay them out in any way you want and do well, uh, almost infinite amount of dungeons. Yeah, with with a uh, like a big pack of dungeon tiles. Yeah can be hard to find and uh, the big trouble with those is storing them as well which I find is a fucking pain in the ass. but they are cool and we used to have a big pack of them I've got the D&D board game which has a bunch of dungeon tiles in it um, oh yeah me and Sean picked that up as well it's yes. really useful great 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 resource for that and dungeon tiles are fucking cool because uh, as I say you can just reuse them and uh, so Leisure Games you said had ones that you could draw on as well yeah yeah so they were basically like white or different colours and you could draw on them so you could like actually do like your maps on them and then just sort of like lay them out I've seen those yeah yeah yeah. they come in like a pack of like 35 36 tiles and they come in different sizes as well so the top one is like um, a 5 inch one that would be really cool if you drew a dungeon and then laid it out on the table and you and then you could just fucking move them about and be like, oh, the dungeon's shifted about. It's you the know, gravity realm. Yeah, you know that game that we did at Pete Meet, Doctor Spectacular, like where he had the random, like randomly changing dungeon? That would have been perfect for that. There you go, yeah, that'd be awesome. Dungeon tiles are fucking awesome, actually. I, I really would like to use them more, and I don't enough. Because the thing is, I've got f- actually quite a few, and I've, I've never... I always sit drawing maps for fucking ages and I should just fucking use more of dungeon tiles. Yeah, you should really, but like... The I don't only know what the fuck's wrong with me. The only experience I've got with doing maps is from Batman, but like, 
I'll probably end up reusing some of those maps at some point anyway. I certainly do. I mean, I, I tend to keep all the ones I've drawn in like a big archive and, and pull them out if need be. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, if you buy them, you there's no mistake in the quality is just immense. Yeah, of course. Um, the Pathfinder ones, though, they're, they're 12 quid, I think, mostly from, from Leisure Games. Uh, which I don't know that'd be about $20 something like that yeah I looked they were anywhere between 15 and 20 quid so I'd say about 25 to $30 but the thing is about them is that as I say they keep them quite generic so for example the, the mansion one that we saw used at Dragon Meat that's supposed to be used for a fantasy game but he was using it for a modern game okay. but you could even do it for a future game because fuck it it's a mansion and you could do it for a game like Solomon Kane. You could do it for modern, like say, but the they're they're usable for so many different scenarios that yeah. they're they're actually pretty handy. They've, they've got the Pathfinder brand on them, but they're sort of multi-purpose, like every use game, but pretty much. Yeah, exactly. And the thing about it is, is that what you've got to do is just be careful which ones you buy. So, for example, buy the mansion because that's fucking that. What well, you're going to be able to use that all the time. Yeah. Buy uh, a boat because there's going to be plenty of times where your characters are going to be on a boat, uh, whether they've been captured by pirates, whether they're travelling from one place to another, and things Solomon like this. Came, in our Solomon Kane game, we've been on a boat quite a lot, haven't we? So well, yeah, I've I mean, quite handy for that. Battles, maiming, killing. Hey, it's all imagination. Okay. Let's talk notebooks. Everyone brings notebooks to games, right? Yeah. Okay, so well, not everyone, but they should. They should. No, you know what? There's a famous quote, and I think it was Gary Gygax that said. And if I'm mis mis misquoting him or I'm attributing this quote to the wrong person, then uh, then you should be sorry for listening to this. But my point is <laughs> is that I think Gary Gygax said you can't have a meaningful D and D campaign without notes. No, you can't. And, and what he was doing was talking about taking notes during the game. But the point is, is that um, at, at, during games, people like to take notes, and then when and then that means you can uh, look back on them and uh, reminisce, or it means you can look back on them actually for a, a practical standpoint to go, who was that fucking guy we spoke to? And yeah. you can look back on it, and the DM will like you as well because he's going to go, hey, I don't have to remember that guy's name. Yeah, you know, and similarly, the DM should be taking notes as well. But I, I get too, I get too caught up in the moment. All right, and I don't remember that guy's name. But to be uh, fair, I, I used to like write notes quite a lot in the first couple of sessions of the Batman game, but then sort of stopped after a while because I sort of left it to you guys doing it because there was like um, Nick and Sean around the table would always take notes. Exactly, and and that's fine. And thing about it is, is that. Again, this is another thing. This is another product. Just buy any old notebook, right? Don't buy the ones that are branded RPG Notebook Online. No. You'll be buying some stupid-ass leather-bound shit that will cost you a fucking fortune because it's got the word RPG in front of it. Go to, uh, in in the UK anyway, uh, Paper Chase is a great one because they will do high-quality, really nice notebooks for £8 that are beautiful, right? My wife got me one recently that was beautiful. James got us all notebooks uh, years ago with our um, group's name emblazoned on it. And I don't know how much it costs, but I guarantee you it was cheaper than all those crappy ones on there. Yeah, and you can just get nice notebooks from anywhere. Um, Yeah, I see these ones online all the time. And recently, and I don't want to rag on this bloke because I happen to know that this guy is a very, very, very nice guy. However, I'll try and keep this as anonymous as possible. But there was a guy that made a product, right, that... I just, I'll try and keep this vague. So let's say, for example, he just made a normal notebook, right? Just a regular ass normal notebook. Mm -hmm. But on the front, 
let's just say, I'm not going to say what it actually says, but let's just say, for example, it says RPG notebook, but yeah. in the font of D&D. Ugh. That's all it is. That's all it is. About 30 quid? Something like that. Oh, you'll take but, but um, he's definitely charging more than he should simply for that, right? Unbelievable. Um, I'll I'll get I'll get it up on my phone, right? That's it. That's see that that's it. That's what you're paying for. That's that's the cover. That's what the fuck is that? What? <laughs> that's mental, right? It just says notebook on it. Oh, right, well, I'll, I'll bleep that out. I'll bleep out you saying. Sorry. But yeah, so it is for the. Uh, and it's yeah, it's twenty, it's twenty four dollars. That is mental. Why? It's it's really a shame because I happen to know the guy's like a super nice bloke who made it, but he's taken the piss. He's literally taken the piss. That that's like he's made a logo. That has to be the best paper I've ever fucking written on. Otherwise, it's not worth the money. Exactly. I mean, it's not exact. He's not charging like stupidly through the roof for it, but. I suppose if you were playing an AD&D game, like an original D&D game, it's the same size as your D&D book, so it can yep. go on this a shelf next to your AD&D book, which is kind of nice. That's handy. And then it will have your notes in it. But other than that, I just feel like he's taking the piss a little bit. Yeah, and you find that's a common reoccurrence with a lot of these places, is slap RPG on it, and this just raises the price no, like, notebooks. Yeah, exactly, and notebooks and dice bags are two places where I see that a lot, like, a lot of piss taken there, and um, that, that just fucking pisses me off. Like, there's so many places you can just go and get a pretty rudimentary notebook for pennies on the pound, basically. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, the, the one thing I will say is that is that, like, if you want one themed to your game... I do get that. I do understand that. Because let's say, for instance, you, you people like themed dice, don't they? Yeah. And if you want a fantasy-themed notebook, that you can get that. But the yeah. thing is, leather-bound notebooks with, with like uh, old-timey uh, methods of binding it yep. have been around for years, right? And they exist for people that are just book lovers. They're not necessarily just for RPG people. Do you no, know what I mean? And as a result, you can get those from a myriad places without having to um, slap the word RPG on it. And they will be expensive, but they won't be necessarily like so expensive that, and they won't necessarily have to have a fucking Kickstarter campaign and all of this shit. Yeah, exactly. They're, you can get them anywhere. I mean, I, I like a themed notebook to myself. Like, I mean, when we started playing Vampire, I bought a red notebook and it only cost me two pounds. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, because we had everything at the table had to be bloody red, didn't it? Yeah, we had to drink red drinks and all that, which was <laughs> bloody stupid. No, no, no I like that. It was cool, it was cool. But... Um, I, I remember um, the other day I was looking, well, to be fair, it, it, we're starting a Fallout game soon-ish, yeah. right? And uh, I, I've seen online that you can get a Fallout notebook, and it is a fiver, so I'm going to get it. But um, in addition to that, I'm going to get Fallout coloured dice as well. Nice. But the thing is, that's not breaking the bank, and that was the, that. That's not taking the piss. So there you go. Yeah. But I think enough. we talked about this for too long. Stamps. Stamps. Now, stamps. In uh, DCC, there's this really cool thing that people do, um, because the, uh, deaths are so common. If you're playing in a tournament module or. Um, a zero level funnel where you get a lot of characters that oh, die oh yeah I remember this when we did it yes a lot of people will have um, will just have a big red pen you know those gigantic oversized markers oh yeah and they'll, the DM will stand up and just cross your character through when they're dead oh wicked but some people have a stamp that says dead and they'll get up and stamp your character sheet which is like quite dramatic and cool that is cool actually um, it's a really good effect but uh, 
the the Goodman Games do this thing where if you run public games, they'll send you uh, little bits of swag to give out your games. For yep. example, they've got uh, bookmarks, and they'll, they'll give out things like pencils and dice and things like this. And um, one of the things they're giving out this year is the dead stamp. Oh, nice. Which is really cool. So, yeah, stamps. So, yeah, you can buy stamps to uh, use during games if you want to be, like, really hammer at home to people. But I was thinking, imagine if you um, used it in a game that where death wasn't so common and, like, you just had a really, really crushing character death and you well, just you, stood up and just were dead well, on their sheet. You, you just reminded me of last week's, like, Solomon Kane game. If you would have just stood up and slapped down dead on that on that character sheet that would have just been a bit annoying yeah like after 13 sessions of this character being in it just just crossing through his character Good. sheet or just stamping it yeah thanks right, take that mate <laughs> tokens 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 well like um, shaken counters death counters exactly or wound think, counters yeah I think a lot of people use these um, you know you can you, you can get all manner of different things to, for, for these you know like yeah. uh uh, during our game, one of the things that all rolled up to is they do little skull counters. Oh, okay. And they're really cool. They're only £2.50 for a bag of 12. Oh, I wondered where you got those. I might have to order some. Yeah, they've got um, uh, 3D ones and they've got flat ones as oh, well. Oh, nice. So, so they're just, they just look like little skulls. And to be fair, if you're playing D&D, don't bother with these because that's going to get ridiculous. So you've, you've got like level 9 characters that are on like 70 HP or whatever. Yes, yeah, on that yeah, you're this gonna, is good for Savage Worlds. It's good for Savage Worlds, or it's good for Stranger Things. I was going to say Tales from the Loop, well, yeah, or things like this, where you only take a couple of wounds. You know, things yeah, like perfect. this. You instead of saying to somebody, right, tick that off your sheet, you just hand them a wound token. Boom, done. Yeah, it's a good little visual way to have. I think another thing from Tales from the Loop as well as you have. Um, I think they call them luck points. Yes, if I remember. If I remember right, yeah. Yeah, so so you can get different uh, like tokens to use for those. So you yes, you write it on your sheet and you're supposed to tick it off. But I remember the first time I played it at Dragon Meet, we had people um, we got given buttons. Okay. And so so every time we use a luck token, we give the guy the button back, and it's sort of like themed because you're playing kids. You know, you've got a bunch of buttons in your pocket or a bunch of stupid junk or whatever. I wonder where that that came from, but that's a pretty cool thing to have. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I think tokens for just for use, it means that you, instead of ticking something off your sheet, you've got a cool thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's like tokens, like you could also include like bennies for Savage Worlds in that. I mean, you've got some really nice like metal metal coins that you've you've got for that, which fits the setting really well. Or exactly. You could use poker chips if you're playing like a Wild West setting, which is really useful as well. Or any game that has some kind of mechanic like that, like because in Savage Worlds you've got you've got bennies, which are essentially reroll tokens, and and yeah. It's really good to get themed ones. Like you said, I've got the coins that we use for Solomon Kane, and all I did for that was go on eBay and search for job lot worn coins, and and I just found some metal detectorist <coughs> dude had found a bunch of old shitty coins that were like too worn for him to do anything with, and uh, he was just selling them for a pound. And so I got what? I got I think forty of them, and then actually a good. Um, lot of them were actually usable. I cleaned yeah. them and then I sold them, and then all the other ones um, I kept and used as bennies. That's awesome. And so yeah, we got a big load of coins. I put them in a little miniature treasure, a little miniature treasure chest on the table, and then we use those as bennies. So every time a player gets one, they take one out the treasure chest, and every time a player uses one, they put them back in. Yeah. 
And like you say, if you're playing Deadlands, which is a Western setting, use poker chips. Um, One thing I did before when I was playing Stranger Things was um, we, for Bennies, used sweets because they're kids. Perfect, yeah. And every time they wanted to use a Benny, they would eat one. Oh, that's wicked. Yeah, so it kind of kind of worked, and uh, I think yeah, using themed ones is 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 pretty decent. I saw a pretty good idea uh, online recently, and I don't know what you would use this for. I haven't decided yet, but um, keys. Keys. Yeah, so like you can get like weird looking um, keys on eBay. People okay. just for some reason this is like a thing. Like people selling gigantic bags of like old timey looking keys. Well, I mean, I suppose the thing was is like when people used to change their doors and their locks and that, and they never used to throw away their keys, which is really weird. So, like, so you'd end up like gathering loads of keys up. Just have like a big drawer of keys in your house. But there is, it might be handy. I was thinking if you're doing a tournament module uh, in DCC, for example, um, the way some people tend to score those is whoever got through the most rooms. So, because it's a dungeon and keys are used in, dun- in and keys are used in dungeons, what I could do is hand out a key for every time somebody succeeds, and whoever yeah. has the most keys at the end it yeah, that wins. Could, that could work for sure. Something like that, or I don't know. I I just think that that was kind of a, a weird thing. So I don't know why there were so many people. Just I guess people just cleaning out their key drawers like recently. Must have been. But they were like pretty weird fantasy themed ones, you know, like with the fucking heart shaped ends and oh, I don't know. Yeah. Kind of weird. Like, it's like a keyblade, to be honest. Yeah, uh, maybe it was. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Who the fuck knows? One final thing is that... Um, uh, and I've got a, a little something for you to look at here, Pete. Sweet. Because um, a guy got in touch with us recently. Daniel Darby Lewis. Not to be confused with his brother, Daniel Day-Lewis. Right? It's a fine name. It's a fine name. But Daniel Day-Lewis, he sucks in comparison to this guy. Okay. Because he got in touch with us um, because he's from a company called Mythic Mint, right? And contrary to popular belief, they don't make mints, right? They make make coins for fantasy games, D&D, and LARPs, right? Oh, wow, they're really cool. Yeah, so this guy sent us some coins, right? And uh, we have to give an honest review. It's very nice of him. <laughs> it's, it's really cool. Shame it's not spendable in shops over here, but... Well, I'm, I'm going to bloody well try of course you will. Of course Self, I will. Self-service tills are a bit dumb, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They'll never know. Yeah. They'll never know. Um, or, yeah. So, but anyway, these these things, uh, essentially, he's they're doing a Kickstarter right now. And these are coins that you can use for, for like, LARPing. Or, as we said, you could use them for bennies in any fantasy-themed Savage yep. Worlds game. Or DCC, you could use them as uh, luck points or anything like this. Yeah. But they're really, really cool. And these are like silver-plated coins. And on one side, you've got like a bow and arrow with stars. On the other side, you've got like a a logo for, I guess, for the Mythic Mint. But the weight of them is really cool. And the thickness is really cool. Um, Actually feels like a really, really high-quality product. But these are the silver ones that he's sent us. And on the website, they have uh, gold and... Um, Imagine bronze, isn't it? Yes, copper ones as well. So, yeah, I, you can you can pledge different amounts to get different ones. I'm not going to read them all. I'd recommend you go and look at the website. But I'm glad that I like them, because this would have been really awkward if if they were rubbish. Yeah, they are really nice quality, to be fair. So I recommend checking them out, because after, after seeing that, I might have a look myself. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're really cool. So so if you um, if you pledge a tenner, you get you get 15, and you get five of each. If you pledge 15 quid, you get 10 of each. So oh, nice. It's pretty cool. So like, like I said, if you're playing like a fantasy-themed game uh, at your table, 
I went to a craft store and got that miniature treasure chest for two quid. Yep. Get some of these, put those in there, and then you've got a little stack of bennies on the table. Creates an atmosphere, and you've got some of these in there. And then whenever people take bennies, additionally, if you're using the Deadlands Benny rules in Savage Worlds and you get the copper, um, silver, and gold ones, okay. then you can use those as the red grey and whatever the fuck colours they use in Deadlands the fate chips isn't it exactly and then you could use the fate chip rules but in a fantasy themed game with appropriate bennies that'd be wicked so they are fucking cool so thank you Daniel Darby Lewis not to be confused with Daniel Day Lewis thank you that is confusing as hell to be it is confusing I mean maybe he needs to kill and eat his brother maybe absorb his powers possibly anyway that's Mythic Mint Fantasy D&D yeah. RPG and LARP coins definitely check it out it's well worth it I did eat one earlier it's not minty oh it's a shame I think I might have some sort of silver poisoning you might need to go to the hospital nah I'll be alright I'll just, be alright just, just give power it six, through it mate give it six hours have a little sleep you'll be fine that's it man that's RPG accessories is there any more that you wanted to talk about uh, there was a weird one that I did see it was a uh, turn and point tracker which was like this um it was like this plastic thing that had um like a circle thing at the bottom and you could like mark whose turn it was and how many points of like wounds or stuff they had taken oh i i think i've seen one of those so what what is it like is it something you put on the table yeah i, I imagine it's sort of put down on the table like in the middle of all the players and like it has like this whole area that sort of like they each person can track their own wounds what well, and turn yeah sounds like it makes makes it harder than it has to be. Yeah, it does sound a bit. Don't yeah. buy that. It was a bit overpriced. Yes. <laughs> Don't buy that. Buy some mythic mint coins and then see if you can use those to buy some accessories. Some good ones. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like, like, like the ones we've spoken about today. Yes. Right. Well. Thanks for coming on, Pete. It's all right. Thanks for having me. Have you enjoyed yourself? I have, but I'm paid to say that. Yes, by Daniel Darby Lewis. Yes, exactly. <laughs> He's paid you so many Mythic Mint coins. They're fine myth, myth, Mythic Mist co- Mythic Mist <laughs> Mythic Mint coins, sugar daddy. Maybe we should, maybe we should stop <laughs> joking about this. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should. All right, but um, thanks for coming on, man. This has been fun. Um, if anybody wants to con- contact us... How can I do that? You can do so on Facebook, and that is uh, uh, facebook.com forward slash tabletop tea. I'm surprised you remember that. I'm not asking the guests to do the work. Uh, at Twitter, which is tabletop twats. Yes, Pete. Um, G Plus, which is tabletop twats. And you're also part of the Nerds International community on G Plus. This is brilliant. I've just I've just got my feet up here. And, of course, you can email us, which is... Tabletop twats at gmail.com. Nice. All right, good. Well, that concludes a bonus episode then. I will see all of you in the next main episode, which is going to be the Foreign Beggars. Enjoy. Goodbye.